I invented yeah. a straw, the top of straw the other day. Keep your straw thing to yourself. <clears throat> My family are functioning alcoholics almost across the board. See that chair it used to be gun. If it turned out koalas were good for erections, we'd be dragging them out of the trees. So much, so much frothing. So much frothing. <laughs> I didn't even get stomped in the dick. That's my junk. Yeah, put it away. What Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Sandy here. I'm here alone. If you listen to the last episode, I wasn't there. I wasn't a part of it. Uh, you had to deal with the poor man's Andy, one might say. Uh, young Matthew. Uh, I enjoyed the podcast and I enjoyed Matthew. I think he's he's actually very, very funny, very quick, very, very good to talk to about things. He can You can go deep with him and find out things about the way his mind works, which, spoiler alert, very strange, very strange mind. But well done, Matt and Woz. You did it without me. Uh, I'm not going anywhere, though. I'm still here. Um... Uh, problem with the last episode, it's still on Spotify, but Spotify threatened to take it down because the track that, that Gilly chose was too popular, too new. And they said, sent us an email and said, do you have the, uh, the rights to play this? And I ignored the email and it's still up. At some point it'll come down. So we're going to get have to get a bit more uh, obscure, I'd say, with our, with our song choices from here on out. So look forward to that. No more. Top 40 hits, Gilly, yeah. Why don't we try and play something cool? But, um, yeah, I'm here at home Sunday afternoon. We promised an episode every two weeks, Sunday afternoon. We haven't recorded an episode in the last two weeks, so I'm really, like, just scratching to pull something together, but I've got an idea. I've got an idea to bring a podcast to the people. So a lot of you will know my good friend and co-host was... Uh, he, he was made redundant from his job, which he took like a champ, took it as the opportunity that he is. He's since driven across the Nullarbor uh, from Perth to Torquay. And he's just been like frothing, frothing hard. And like to a point, like it's almost annoying how hard he's frothing. He doesn't have to work. He's surfing every day. He's hanging out with his family and his friends and he's doing stuff and he's planning things and he just froths and froths. It's infectious, but like also, you know, get a job, mate. Get a job. But anyway, we love Was. This episode is Was Got You Frothing. Was Got You Frothing. So I'm going to call him on the phone. I happen to know that he's driving his car from Rosebud to Torquay, which is a solid two-hour drive. So what we're going to do, we're going to call him up and we're going to see if he can froth us out. And like, look, I've known Woz for a long time and if you want to get frothed out, nine times out of ten you're called Woz and you end up frothing. So I'll be very surprised if we don't end up with a fucking deep froth from here. Here we go, see if he answers. I hope he answers. Fuck me, he might not answer. This is going to be this. Oh, he answered. Yes. Hey, bloke. <laughs> What's going on? G'day, mate. How's it going? Um, just cruising back from Brad's place, back to Surf Coast. I happen to know that that's what you're doing and gave me an idea. Call was live podcast on the phone and we call it Was Got You Frothing because you're about the frothingest person that I fucking know <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> Yes, yes, the podcast lives because we need to um, get the, the fortnightly potties out. Right? I know, otherwise it's over. So we, we're actually down to the wire here. We've got like five hours to release this puppy before it's midnight. All right. Don't say anything fucking racist or misogynistic and we'll be able to I would, the edit I would never. It's, it's <laughs> not part of my vernacular. Nah, no, nah, me either. I've um, waned out. But uh, yeah, no, good idea. I like it. I've got some potty fodder racked up and ready to go, and um, my froth cup is overflowing. Well, but, yeah, straight, let's go straight into what's got you frothing, because I feel like 
your froth is almost to the point where it's annoying at the moment. It's like, what? Tone down the froth. Some of us have got fucking jobs, you know. We like a little bit of you know, depression in between our froths, but you've just been like heavy froth on the daily. Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Wednesday mid-morning froths. Tell me, yeah. what's going on? Well, I, um, I'm pretty happy to be leading Surf 100. 45 surfs this morning yeah, was... Last one, so and I don't know, like, if you appreciate me, you know, with the in, in, is it encouraging to be posting in our little chat group? Oh, look, even if I give you a hard time about not having a job, I appreciate it. Like, it reminds me in COVID, um, my mate was skiing and he would send me videos, and he's like, "Is this okay?" I'm like, "Yes, I fucking <laughs> yes. this is very okay." So, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's good to live vicariously through someone occasionally. Yeah, no, I well, love it. I love it. So basically, I've been surfing every day. I missed one day. I've had this vertigo thing actually for the like four days, which is real trippy. Like, can't stand up and stuff. Keep falling over during the day. Really? But I got some. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm blaming it on Brad's kids because I saw him a week ago, and like, I'd never leave there without something. They're grotty little fuckers. They're like having three of them under four years old. It's horrible. Yeah, if, but, your um, mate, if your mates have kids, the punishment for that is that you never see them again. And the fact that you're seeing Brad and his children is actually the wrong thing to do. Yeah, but they, like, you know, it's cute that today I turned up and the, the twins, who are about three, um, know who I am now. You know, they're frothing to see Uncle Wallace. It's like, that's cool. You know, there's a bit of me that's, uh, that, that loves that. So You left a bit of yourself inside Brad's kids. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Moving yeah on. Something, something, something like that. Uh, but no, I've got... Um, uh, what was I saying? Like, yeah, I I've don't know. Of, I don't know. Surf, surf 100. <laughs> you're on 44. Which, how many days 45. have there actually been this year? Like, well, there's only been uh, like 60 days. Yeah, 63, four days ish. So I'm doing well, dude. That's impressive. Um, but I'm on. Yeah, I'm on fire. And I actually, my so this morning I got up I'm in um, Torquay, surf Janjak beaches, just like perfect glassy. Beaches on my new board that I shaped with Benny, um, with Benny Hayes. I don't know if I put that post up, but I will put it up and tag him. But um, we definitely man, talked was, about it in the podcast a couple oh, two see. two ago. Good on us. Yeah, it's um, man, it goes good. Like it goes real good. So that got me froth, and I did a big swooping cut back, and then a close out Rio, where you kind of like airdrop out the lip, and I was just like, yes, I made something that works. Like proper, proper froppy. Fuck this morning, yeah. and then, yeah, you know, it's been over. Uh, I just I zipped over from there over to his place because he's given my car a little electrical birthday. So, shout out to Brad. Thanks for that, mate. Brad, so, he, he was on the podcast very briefly one time, and then he had to go and deal with his yeah. kids. Story of his life. Yeah. Story um, of his life, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fucking good. Fucking good. You know, like uh, every time you talk about surfing, you're saying you're doing, like you've gone from riding a mal because your knee was cooked. You've gone from riding a mal, now you're talking about, oh, I've got the shorter board out and now you're doing swooping cutbacks and, and airdrop yep. floaters. I just, I'm so scared for your knee, but it sounds like it's going all right. That's real. It's been real solid. And um, yeah, like I, uh, yeah, it's just feeling, feeling good. I've been working on it. But the thing is, I've got no excuse not to be doing physio every day and surfing Every day, because like, True. what else? I know just projects with Pete in the um in the shed. It's been sick. Uh, so yeah, no, the knee's solid. It's feeling real good. I feel like I've been on a learning progression. Like um, like I've been learning, relearning tricks every surf, and like it's quite good because the it's like this the learning curve of surfing that everybody wishes it was. Where you're like, oh yeah, you have a surf, and then you like try to do a cutback and then the next surf you do a proper cutback and then you do like a real good cutback and it's like oh you've got that move dialed in three surfs it's like <laughs> surfing's not like that hey, as opposed to as opposed yeah. to real life surfing which is all that happens but there's three years in between all of that not three days yeah yeah it's just, and it's all ocean time so OT, OT. <laughs> and it's been sick um, surfing with Gilly and uh, yeah, a few crew and okay so that's the, the major froth and like Torquay kids, I don't, I don't know, like, I've been um, getting amongst, like, the car park, <laughs> car park surfboard chat. I hit up Corey Graham, Corey Graham shapes the other day. I was like, wait, mate, do you want to, you got two minutes to check out this board I shaped? And he gave it, like, the, the tick of approval. 
And then one of his mates come over. He's like, what's going on, Corey? And he's like, just car park, board chat. Just the usual. <laughs> just all loved it. Did, so like, he, did he handle your board? Because Corey Graham's yeah, he, a professional shaper. Yeah. So he, And he's like got a, you know, he's into different things, um, Corey. You check out his Instagram. He's always on a learning journey himself. So, no, and he actually, he, he rated it. He said the things are in the right place. Uh, the couple of things that I already knew, like I probably shaped it out of a blank that was a bit too flat, yeah. not enough nose rocker. And um, he's like, yeah, the tail flip, like the tail rocker could – would put more in, but with the deep V into a double, doesn't really need it. Like it'll it'll go fine. And then if it's like not drivey enough, just put a bigger based fin template in it. So, um, man, yeah, he rated. He's like all the bits are in the right places. That's probably Ben's doing, not mine. But yeah, um, yeah that was all about it. And then fix it all. Just put some bigger fins in it. Beautiful. That's pretty sick. Yeah. How, how did you know it was him? Like I don't know what program looks like. Uh, yeah, I think I just kind of know. I actually knew his voice because I listened to that Surf Splendor and he was in the surf the other day having a chat, riding a Corey Graham shape. And I'm like, that's fucking definitely him. Is but, that, <laughs> I guess you're allowed to go out and ride your own shapes. That's um, that's part of it, R&D. Yeah. It's tax deductible. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Sure. That's pretty sick. My, um, my observation of the Torquay Groms, right? They've, they've, <laughs> I, I tried to teach you a new duck dive that you didn't believe in. Once upon a time, the the side slip, you know, shimmy duck dive where you you half duck and then you push one rail down and push the board to the side to get that extra six inches deeper, which you can do on a mel. But the Torquay Groms have got a new one. Um, I was watching them at Torquay Point the other day because they can't; they're too light to duck dive their boards. So they, um, as they paddle full steam towards a big wall of white water, and then they stand up on the board and jump over the top of the white water. And nice. then just let the board go behind them. I was like, that's genius. I like it. <laughs> I don't mind that. That just brings two things to my mind. One, yeah. I just, I don't know if you know, but I don't have any hair on my head. So I bought a surf hat recently. Yep. And the surf hat forces you to do a different type of duck dive where you really tuck your head. Like, oh, yeah. Like you the go, chin tuck. The chin tuck. Otherwise, the hat pulls back, right? And... <laughs> Today I surfed without it and I did the chin tuck anyway and it, it actually gets you deeper. It's actually the way you're supposed to duck dive. So the hat yes. the hat has taught me something about duck diving. I used to have my face up but no, tuck the head, get deeper. And then nice. surfing Marubra last night, it was like four foot and it was full yep. of full of, I don't know how you explain where these people sit in the surfing hierarchy but they've just... They're like athletic and they've figured out how to stand up and paddle around. Okay. So it's like take yeah. like a football player who's good at things. Like he might know how to skateboard a little bit. He can play a bit of football. He's good at everything a little bit, but he's never dedicated himself to anything. And then yep. he's got to a point in surfing where he can get out the back and kind of look like you look – if you've got a keen eye, you can pick them. You know that they don't know how to surf, but they're out you know, there. You know. The, 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 yeah, I know what you mean. Like they and they're doing it. They're on a big that three year progression to, yeah, to doing a, a proper cutback. <laughs> yeah, like the nose when they paddle, the nose of their board is just sticking up a bit too high. It's like, mate, if you shimmied forward two inches, your life would be. Yeah. But anyway, a clean up set came through, and I've never seen so many boards. And by clean up set, I mean like a head high set came through, and just <laughs> boards were bayed left, right, and centre, and it's crowded. Uh, I just, anyway, I couldn't believe it. So, anyway, these guys are just, you know, trying to fucking end people's lives with their lack of duck dive, while I have learned a whole new duck dive technique. As have you, reckon, by the sounds of it. I reckon you can tell the, um, the well, one, I call them back zips, but the back zips, you can tell because they, when they paddle, they <laughs> tilt the board left to right. And I'm just like, and I'm fucking full back zip racist at the moment. It reminded me um, of, uh, uh, who was it? Um, oh my god, what's his name? He was at J Bay and he's talking Dane Reynolds and he's talking about how he's assessing the lineup. Do you remember that clip? Did you ever I, see that? I think so. He's like trying to figure out who where everyone stands Who's, in the hierarchy. Yeah, he's like, All right, that guy shreds, yep, sick. This guy's a, a kook, definitely. I'll drop in on him. But then like the kook frosts on him and chats to him and he's like, Shit, can't drop in on the kook anymore. He's a good bloke. Because he's like because he's a good bloke. He's like, All right, damn it. 
but anyway, the, so I've been assessing the lineup at Winky, and I'm like, yeah, back zips. I'm just paddling around all the back zips. It's all good. I'm dreaming of like, you know, and sometimes they drop in on you because they're that unaware. And it, it's such a, it's a good way to filter the lineup. You just kind of like footy, like a full forward playing, um, playing from behind, playing out of the goal square. You kind of the, the backman's watching the ball, and you just duck to the inside, and he's like, oh shit, where that guy come from? You go your way, mate. And uh, but I dream of like maybe the back zip dropping in on me, and and it's just this big floating, you know, flap of a back zip out the back, and I just grab it and rip it, and, you know, like either pull them off their board. Or like, I think the best outcome would be that the the zip just the tag just comes off, and now they're stuck in their wetsuit for the day. They have to drive home in a wetty because they can't get the back zip undone. Or it it opens and the wetsuit fills with water, and they sink to the bottom, and you never see them again. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can't see it going wrong. These anyway, I've been, I'm trying to bring in back zip as the new cook. So you're just calling zippers or, or back zips. You know, oh, you. Pretty good crowd, mostly back zips, got heaps of waves. That, that's every surf for me here in Sydney. It's like you're trying to suss out who you can paddle around, who you can't paddle around. And yep. the one that I don't know how to deal with is like if it's a 16-year-old kid who rips, fine. They, they kind of, you know, they generally are better than you anyway. But if it's a 13-year-old kid who rips, that's when I yeah. don't know where I stand, you know. I can I can deal with a 40-year-old man who's got a back zip wetsuit, but a 13-year-old kid who rips, like, we, I don't, yeah, we, we don't know where we stand and who paddles I think, around like, who. It depends on, um, it depends how far into your surf you are. If you just come out, let them go. But if you're, like, on the way in, burn the kids. Fuck them. Like, burn, burn the, the kids. They're probably, like, and... I don't think kids surf for that long anyway. Most of them have got to go and have a wank every hour anyway. So it's like they'll be out of there, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just to, you know, suss them out. I was surfing with a kid the other, the other day and it turned out to be Jackson Dorian because I, I was looking at oh, him yeah. like, oh, this kid looks familiar. And then he did this yeah. thing that I've, I've never seen anyone do. I don't know how he did it, but he somehow got – he used his board and he wasn't standing on it. He was still on his stomach but he used it to get himself really, really high in the water so that he could see like well out the back. What? <laughs> you, know, you know how like you might stand up really tall to kind of yeah. look, but he did. He used his board to like leverage himself up and and then he paddled five paces out and just ripped into a set that came through. He like, he saw it before, you know, a minute before everyone else. He... <laughs> yeah, okay, that's not all. Is he like, is he real nuggety? Is he a bit of a weapon? He's a weapon surfer. He he looks like a kid. I think he's fifteen or sixteen, and he looks fifteen or sixteen. I imagine he's like quite nuggety, but like he looked like a kid in the water until he took off yeah. on a wave, and he's like, oh, he's, he can surf. He's really fast. Um, See, there's a um, is there a comp on over there? One of the qualifiers or a junior or something? He has a qualifying WQS that finished today. They got good waves, I think today. I didn't. I went down the coast, but um, yeah. Terrible place for a surf comp. Like, great place to surf, but you realise how shit of a wave it is when you realise, you know, how much better yeah. waves there are. <laughs> um, what? How many surfs are you on in Surf 100? Oh, so I had number 20 today. Yeah, 20, keep, solid. Keeping in mind that I missed essentially all of January. So I'm actually, you know, I got back on the 26th of Jan or something. So... I'm actually not that far behind you, and I have a job, so. <laughs> yeah. No, that's um, good. That's that's solid. But and you've been you've been in boardies too. Boardies the whole time, no wetsuit at all. But yeah. looking back to last year, and like this time last year, we were in well, not this time, but start of the year, we were in Tassie, right? And you and I were surfing together. Started Surf 100. Yep. Where the fuck is it? Hang on, just wait, 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 wait. So last year, I didn't get to 20 until April 10th. My 20th surf last year was April 10th at Kira. Right. And you had a good comeback too. And a ski season. You skied a few days as well last year. So that's the killer. You've got to get ahead before the snow starts dumping. Oh, but I had two months where I just didn't go out. I just didn't feel like it. So you can't have I don't feel like it time. Yeah. Anyway... Enough surf chat. That's the obligatory surf chat. 
yeah, it's heavy on the frost mode at the moment, though. Hey, you mentioned Pete before. Pete just happens to be your old man. Yeah. I hear you did like a Make-A-Wish Foundation sort of scenario with Pete recently. Can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah. I took him surfing. Okay. <laughs> when I say Make-A-Wish, it was like, it was my um, payment for fucking, he made me sand this fascia on the house. It took two days to sand this cedar intricate piece. Oh, I was so annoying. And then I barely helped him. I didn't help him paint it, but sanding was a pain in the ass. And so oh, they treat me like a bit of a celebrity when I'm over in Vico. And I'm like, right, we're going surfing. And he just like was straight into it. He's like, okay. And then I was like, oh, what? So I got his wetsuit out, took him down the beach. And um, yeah, he was full kirk mode. He could barely balance on the board. I pushed him into a few. So I was like paddling around, giving him a little little nudge into a few waves and he belly rode him and he actually got a bit frothy. He liked it. Nice. Um, and it was, to be fair, it was pretty warm. And uh, but the other thing, he's, I told him just off the cuff, I was like, you, should, you really should grow a beard. And he goes, oh, it's, it doesn't come in, it's patchy. I was like, you just, you never persisted. Just give it a crack. And um, so Pete hasn't shaved in two weeks and he's looking mint. It's good. It's, looking, it's not patchy. It's looking real good. Nah, solid white. I'm liking it. <laughs> White as you like. Um, it's like looking into my future a little bit. Fuck yeah. Well, the future looks bright. The thing is like your dad would have terrible balance. Like my dad, you know, he can do stuff, but you he you put him in a kayak. He can't balance a kayak. So he's yeah. definitely not going to be able to balance the surfboard. No, full back sit mode. Like he was wobbling everywhere, sitting back on his board. Yeah. 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 Paddle, I had to paddle. paddle around him. <laughs> I had to paddle around him to give him a push into the waves. Yes. <laughs> Felt natural. <laughs> nice, nice. So what, what, tell me, like, what, the deep froth, do you think, because you have been frothing hard, one, you're in Torquay, but do you think, what do you think is a bigger factor, having no job and doing whatever the fuck you feel like doing all the time or being in Torquay? Um, I... It's definitely combo, but like having no job is, is the key to happiness. <laughs> <laughs> key to frothiness and the key to happiness, definitely. Because I literally like my cousin um, is over. She lives in Denmark, not Denmark WA, like the real Denmark. Oh. She's out for, for two months and she's just hanging with mum and dad and doing a bit of shit. And she was like, oh, a bit stressed about what she – because she wants to make the most of her time. And she comes out – to talk to me about what she should do. And I'm just lying on the grass in the backyard in the sun. Like, I'm just lying there, just chilling. And she's like, I was like, look, don't stress. I mean, look at me. I'm just lying on the grass, blissfully happy. <laughs> was, yeah, uh, so no, no job's the key. Cause, but also, you want to be making the most. Like, I had one day, I was a bit crook and I didn't surf and I didn't do much. Um, and then, like, yeah, I felt a bit bit uh, like I was wasting it but um, I've been doing little projects making heaps of shit out of leather um, nice. little just stuff like that so like be productive go exploring and the surfing being the big driver has been sick so yeah I, it's a combination but no job mate and yeah is the key I have um, I rearranged my the room I'm in right now which is like the office slash spare bedroom slash guitar room and I rearranged it so that all the guitars are out and all the amps are out. And I feel yep. like, and I moved a desk to a different wall. And like, it just reinforced that change is as good as a holiday. Like already I feel more productive with the desk yep. in the new place. I've already picked up the guitars and played them, which I hadn't touched in six months. Yep. Like I feel like change is as good as a holiday is, is real shit. And it could be as big as getting made redundant and moving to Torquay. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not. It's I got not. a new Duna cover and, you know, that was cool for a week, but it's not as good as being made redundant. The golden handshake, the fucking slow quit is way better than change. But do you, did you ever change your room around as a kid? Like yes. just move shit around just for the sake of it? How invigorating was that? Massively. I forgot about that. Massively. Yeah. That's how I'm yeah, feeling like it, right now with this desk on a different wall. I feel like it's a whole new world for me. I feel like, yeah. I feel like the sky is the limit. I don't think there is any limit with this desk on this wall. <laughs> is there, 
have you ever put a couch outside? Like, out of <laughs> couches out of context. Like, um, couches outside had, is the most bogan thing possible. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but it's amazing because, <laughs> like, we we took a couch to Wilson's prom once, and my God, couches outside is just elite. You know, we take the couch down the beach, we'd sit on it, but have people draw on it. It was like. Yeah, couches out of context is like it's so comfortable. You just you don't realise because you're expecting the comfort when you sit down inside. But outdoors, yeah, it's a, a whole new living. I've been to music festivals where there'll be a camp where they've brought a whole couch and there's a couch outside and everyone's sitting on and you don't see bigger smiles than the the crew <laughs> that brought a couch yeah. out of context and they're just like, yeah, nah. I think you're bang on there. I think like as a kid. My happiest times, the happiest school holidays were when hard rubbish coincided with actual school holidays. I was like, man, that was bogan Christmas. Like, that is, that was elite. I was, there was skateboard jumps and, like, we, I was making so much stuff and then we'd have to hold on to all this trash for another 12 months until hard rubbish came around. But it, that was it. Like, I was bringing home furniture, <laughs> you know, all sorts of crap. Bogan and Christmas. Then, but Pete, Pete was the same. He, he, he um, encouraged it because he'd come home and he'd be like, what's around? <laughs> and we'd get in the car and I'd take him on a little tour. I like, what do you reckon about that? We'd probably use that timber. <laughs> Give him a, you know. He, he taught me the, um, the stealthing pickup because he was always a little embarrassed. So, like, a car would come past and he'd be like, turn his lights off and, he's, and like, take his foot off the brake. He's like, oh, shit, just don't move for a second. <laughs> the neighbours are looking at us. Staring at this fucking trash on the side of the road. <laughs> like, some, one thing I remember from Pete is when you and I used to live in St. Kilda and he came around one time and our whole house was like hard rubbish, right? There was nothing in there that wasn't hard rubbish. And he's looked around, he's like, boys, you guys need to sort this out. Like, he's like, you need to, you need some furniture. It's like, what girl is going to want to come around here and hang out? He just he, he came in, he looked around, and he just called us out for having a shit house. And I think about that a lot. Like, he was so right. He was so right. He was 100% bang on. He also, um, quote, in the, I think it was the same visit. He's like, what are you doing hanging out with these girls, whoever it was? He's like, you need to find yourself a black skirt girl. Yeah, want, yeah, you want get some nice professional lady. Who who are these girls? Black, and you know his example is Kate Dormans. He's like, you need a black skirt, like Kate Dormans. What's she doing? <laughs> He's not wrong though. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Kate Dormans. She's living in Moriac with three kids or something. Like, uh, you know, we almost ended up in the same place. Moriac, where's Moriac? Moriac, Mor- Moriac's like uh, kind of inland from Geelong, Torquay, sort of 10Ks. But, uh, you know, acre blocks and nice bit of land sort of thing, a couple of hectares. Nice. Yeah. To, you know, sometimes he's got the wisdom. He knows. He knows things. And that, at that time, I remember that as well. We And we did, right? We pulled our, pulled our socks up. We got rid of some shit furniture. Yeah, we bought a we house hope. plant, which died about a week later. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was before or after the homebrew exploded across the lounge room. Yeah. I think, like, the thing is, the horse had bolted on that one. He was about two years too late, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't long after that I left. Exactly. That was what we needed. <laughs> we needed to break up. <laughs> <laughs> the relationship was not good for anyone. It wasn't, <laughs> ah, it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, hey, I went and saw um, I went and saw Corners of the Earth, Cam Chucker, the other day, the movie in Geelong. Yeah, I've seen that around, but I don't really understand what it is. Is it something it's, to do um, with surfing in Russia or in surfing? In yeah. Russia? So Spencer Frost is a bit of a filmmaker, proper. They have some projects, and this other guy called Guy, and um, he they make films. Um, and they had this plan. They've been put together for 12 months to go to eastern Russia, so not like the Ukraine side. And, um, you know, it's a massive effort. They're going in winter, but they had, like, the peninsula is 1,000 kilometres unexplored, right, and it gets six-metre swells and it's offshore winds in winter. So they're going to, like, they stayed at this heli-skiing 
um, place. So big helicopters, they take people obviously skiing, but yeah. they were going to use the chopper to go surfing and it would drop them on all these beaches. They'd check out these waves. Anyway, on the when they are flying over to Russia, Putin's basically declared war while they're in the air and uh, invaded and they get stuck on the – it's a big hassle and the, they keep going. Anyway, they go and um, meet up with this dude who's like a um, – runs a surf camp in Russia and it's just like the most unlikely sort of scenario. But the guy's, you know, key to the film. He's absolutely hilarious, classic Russian accent. And he tells one of the funniest stories of like a near-death experience that you'll ever – I reckon in the middle of the film. So if anyone like, mate, I don't want to spoil it, but go and see it. It's it's pretty sick, and they got like a good balance of characters. The, the guy um, Letty, who's just a frother, who's had nothing to do with the organising of this trip. So everyone else is all a bit stressed, and Letty's just like, "Oh, this is sick, man! We're in Russia. Like, it's fucking snowing." He's <laughs> just like blowing out, you know, the whole time. But it, you kind of need that that character to narrate you know, the obvious, like, you know, you're walking down the street and he's like, this is wild. We're like riding scooters to the beach, you know, like you kind of needed the character to, to tie Stay it all together. <laughs> yeah, but it, like it was, yeah, real cool. And, you know, I took on with Jack and then the demographic at the cinema in Geelong was like the funniest shit you've seen. It was like all the car park chat just into this cinema. Like everybody, basically everybody looked like, Michael Peterson, like their version of Michael Peterson. So I've never seen so many mustaches and like long hair is back on the surf coast. It's, uh, you know, Gary Ablett's retired. No more bald heads in Winky. It's all about the long hair and the mustache these days. Oh, it's not just Torquay. It's, it's every semi-regional coastal town in Australia. Like if you drive south of Sydney, north of Sydney, it's long blonde hair, it's mustaches, it's baggy short-sleeved um, dress tees. <laughs> It's boots yes. and everyone looks the same. And you know what's following this? Like, you know Ocean Alley, the band? Yeah, yeah. Every fucking band is Ocean Alley or some version of Ocean Alley. The local ba- the local town has an Ocean Alley and there's Ocean Alley as far as the eye can see. <laughs> it's like it's everyone's so different. They're exactly the same. It's bizarre. Man, it's bizarre. Isn't is like surf culture's coming back. Like the 90s was all about the big brands, yeah. Rip Curl, Hot Tuna, Hot Buttered. Like, you know, Cooter Lines even. Now it's... Um, it's cool again. It's coming back, eh? Hey? Like, because surfing's cool again. Everyone's, like, discovering the countryside and, yeah, get... Ah, yeah, we're, man, we're, we're going to be cool <laughs> shortly. We're not going to be cool. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Do I need new clothes? Or you need a moustache, just... but you need also oh, yeah. long hair. Otherwise, yeah, you can't, you can't be 40, oh, yeah. 40 years old and have shaved head and be part oh, of this. We're we could, we could try. <laughs> yeah, man, you've you've actually. I thought about this the other day. I've noticed it over the over the last sort of four or five years, especially as you go. Even if you go inland regional, like you know, we spend a bit of time in the snow and around like Bright and Jindabyne. It's the same scene there. It's moustaches, long hair, and the chicks are all wear boots and tight black jeans. It's yeah. You know, you know what? Like the. Uh, I've had been frothing on the Torquay lifestyle and like even um, I think, I don't know, you probably had this as well where you work and things, but people would always say to me in person, like, oh, you go and surfing, you're crazy. Or even when I worked in Melbourne, you're crazy. Like it's winter, it's raining, man. It's like, what are you doing sleeping in a car park? And it's like everybody thought you were crazy and there's a little bit of me that, that liked it. But the other side of it is like it's not crazy at all. Like I'm just doing a thing that people do. You guys just don't know this world and I feel like Torquay the car park chat the people at the cinema like these are my people like like I've been just living in the wrong spot you know like when you talk to people even Flozza who's just like wants to go surfing you know more than anything it's like I need to surf like I need to go and get waves or I'm an unhappy person I was like yeah this is this is where I need to live like I've I'm fish out of water, but I'm yeah, fucking man. back in the pond. I'm back in the pond, baby. You're back that feels in the pond. Good. But like, there's because you're talking about worlds apart, right? Like the inner Melbourne, inner Sydney, versus yeah. coastal living, regional Australia, and like you kind of grew up in the burbs of Melbourne, but luckily you got introduced to a bit of that. That you know. Yeah, the camping, the growing up, 
doing uh yeah you're like you know, on like, the borderline of it so you got to experience it all but there's plenty of people that just they only know the the inner inner sydney inner melbourne lifestyle how like do you feel like a fish out of water sometimes like do you you oh. know people look at you if someone asks you in the city oh how was your weekend and you've You've got to run this filter over it. Like, fuck, how much do I admit to it? hundred percent. I remember talking to some higher ups at work. Um, and, and look, nice nice crew. But I, at the weekend before, I'd been up to Kosciuszko and we'd camped in the snow to ski the backcountry there. And he couldn't understand why. He's like, why would you camp? And I was like, it's pretty hard to explain to you. It's like, because the terrain is heaps better and you wouldn't be able to understand. He's like, yeah, but it must be cold out there. And like, there's a resort that you can just ski there. Couldn't explain it to him. Didn't try to explain it to him. But yeah, no, I feel definitely when it comes to that stuff, like an absolute, but I don't feel like a fish out of water. I feel like I can hang in the inner, in inner Sydney. You're uh, a chameleon. In in the professional (laughs) lifestyle, but I do feel like it's, I am just pretending for sure. Yeah, but pretending for like later, like a, you exit. This is how I felt. Like I was pretending until I can some point escape it out. and yeah. find with my, my people. And it's like, that's it. Like I'm, I, I know it's hard to measure my froth levels because I've got no job. But, man, it just feels good like in the – I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I I try not to think about it like that. I don't, I like, even though, like, I try to think that I like to think that I can do both and be be either one and be a part of it rather than be an outsider. Even though you might have a bit of imposter syndrome or whatever it is, if you're one or the other, I feel like I have imposter syndrome surfing as well. So, like, you get it both ways, but. I know exactly what you're saying, but I try not to think of it like that. I try to just make the most of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm... I don't know. Feels feels good to tap, tap out. I'm yeah. encouraged. Hey, if you're tapping out, then fucking tap the fuck out and, then, and do it and enjoy it. I think Bacon. I'm going to tap out at some point. I, I think in the next five years I'm tapping out. That's, that that like, sounds like a suicide note, but like out of the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do all my cash. Where is your tap out? Like, you, you know, right now it's like, all right, you've got a terminal illness. Like you've got two years to live. Oh, you tap out for sure, the, yeah. But, but like the last six, 12 months are going to be shit. You've got the, you know, today to, you feel okay but you've just got this terminal. Like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Like, because yeah. it's, a, you know, you can see it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to go travel the world and like this, but I kind of feel in reality, you might, you might want to be near family or friends and like, you know, just. Oh, if you're tapping out two years left to live and like, do you travel yeah, what, the world or do you go and hang out with your friends and family? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Any thoughts? Well, I think you'd do both. But how long have you got? If you've got a week, then do two days with the friends, two days with the family, two days traveling. Yeah. Done. I think I'd just do Australian surf stuff and just make the most and get it, and like make your friends have um, take time off. It's like, listen, you're taking a week off Come and we're going it's... to Mars for <laughs> no a... reason. What are we going to do? We're just going to camp in Mars and surf and, you know, chill. Do you know, it's a morbid, morbid thing to talk about, but people have it happen to him and I know a guy um, Damo who's no longer with us but he's from I met him up at the snow played in a band with him everybody loves him like just fucking yeah. legend that everyone loves he had that happen he found out he had a terminal cancer and he's yeah. like you know maybe he's got a year to live maybe he's got three years to live so what did he do and look I don't know him well enough to go through everything that he did but he, he essentially did that he he traveled the world. He went and skied the, well, snowboarded the places that he always wanted to snowboard before it got too bad. And then when it got bad, he went back to his friends and family. And that, that's real. He had to fucking go and face all that. But the thing yeah. is, like, he was already kind of living the dream, right? Yeah, yeah. Doing the, how much more dreaming can you do? Yeah. But, like, it's but a real he, thing. Like, it's a real thing. He'd be, he'd be happy... Yeah, I think I like. I feel like if it was happened to me two years ago, I'd look back and be like, "Fuck, what did I just do with the last three years?" 
like, nah, that was a waste. And it's like a good little wake up. But what, what do you want to do? So what you're saying, it's okay. You can die a happy man now because you're surfing. Wow. I know, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, which fuck, man, that's maybe that maybe that's the meaning of life is is winky with not too many people in the water. It's pretty yeah. sick. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I can't tell you that. Yeah, it's the, the secret spot around Torquay, though. We can't talk about it. Onshore winky is elite. It's all I've been surfing. Okay, Don't even surf when it's offshore in the morning anymore. Fuck. Well, that's that's the froth. That's real. Yeah, it's a it's a good um, frothy. Are you uh, you settled back into work life? What's um, your next little adventure? What do you got planned? Are you coming down to Vico while I'm here? Oh, mate, it's like I I've got other things going on up here, as you know. Yeah. Um. Well, like, are you coming up here? Come and spend a week with me. I have got a spare room. There's guitar amps in here and a podcast studio. <laughs> A new desk, yeah, I mate. Mean, you can use oh, the desk. You can do what you want. We can surf Marubra. I'll show you how to fucking deal with the crowd. I'm a professional at that oh, these days. We're gonna have a surf comp as well. You missed out on the last little, <laughs> mate, little I bash. Will fucking <laughs> whoop your ass in a surf comp right now. And All right, we'll I have out. no doubt in my mind how much ass kicking I'll do. Not just you, Matt Gill, wipe the floor. Yeah. Jack O'Brien, wipe the floor. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we've got um, we've got a. Uh, there's a bit of swell coming this week here, so after that's done, I might drive up there. But like seriously, I'm in I'm in the the deep work zone at the moment. I I I did that month in Japan, which I didn't have the leave for, so I've kind of I've I'm paying back the leave for that. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, but that'll be sorted by. So I'm kind of just happy here. I I think I will be down in Melbourne uh, in two weeks' time, but whether you'll be there, I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably be in Sydney. Yeah, working at your desk. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that <laughs> so that, that doesn't happen. But um, yeah, but I'm really kind of look. The thing that I'm frothing for is winter, and I want to go and do some winter missions. And I fucking really want to take you on a winter mission. Like yeah, I don't know if we can make that coming. happen somehow. Well, the thing is, I've got uh, all all of June. In Nalu, Exmouth, Bluff, and then all of July, I'm in Indo. So August is prime time. August, just fucking name the dates and let's go. Like, okay. and, and yeah. like just grab whatever gear you can. I'll I'll make up the rest. I've got an oh. ice axe. You can have that. We'll get some sharp things <laughs> and we'll fucking go. On. <laughs> okay, some sharp things. Yeah, yeah I've heard about your ice. You need a GPS. That's what. That's what you need. GPS and some sharp shit. And let's go to New Zealand or um, Main Range, Australia. Oh, actually, I'm, I know Gilly and I on the last party talked about or joked about Cooks alone and, and applying for a loan, but I've actually got my application in. I've only got a couple of things to finish off on it. So that could be very real. <laughs> applying for a loan. Shit. Applying for a loan. It's like, what? A house loan? What's it, what, what sort of loan? A loan. The TV <laughs> show. Loan. Yeah, yeah. The series, the series two in Australia. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, not alone. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually going to apply for that. So now that I've talked about my bluff Nalu uh, Mentawi trips, they on the potty. They obviously won't happen. So there's every chance that I'll get into a line now. We'll see. Uh, that that yeah. could shape the end of my year. At, what, are we, what have we got to do to get you into a line? Like, is it the, can the people help, or is it just? They... The people can't help, uh, but I'll, I might put my application past your eyes because it needs a bit of a sell on it. It's real hard to write your own resume. It's fucking, you know, tell us oh, the time yeah, you did yeah. this. And it's like, fuck, I don't know, mate. Listen to the podcast. Fuck. Listen, Just... Yeah, send it to me. Let me have a fucking play. Have you heard of ChatGTP? GPT, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. I've been using um, it for work and I think it's getting... Really? Get... Yeah, man. <laughs> a guy at work is like, have you heard about this? Because we do a bit of coding and we put stuff together and he's like yeah he goes it it helps you it reads your code and sorts that out but it also if you're trying to like figure out a nice sentence to add to like a presentation or an email you just say oh this is what i'm thinking about can you help me summarize it in a in a short paragraph and it gives you like four ideas like fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) man this is elite this is a time we're gonna look back on until it's all like filtered out or something like man no, this is the next. This is serious stuff, isn't it? Chat GPT takes over, and then we're all just I've, living the was 
there was life. Um, but like podcast for us. Send, send through your application. I'd be I'd be keen to look at it. Yeah, I will. Um, I've got a few things I need little pointers, and you know, like the truth doesn't need to be stretched, but it needs to be embellished, and like that's bit. the hard bit of it. Yeah. Like of fun. We can do that. Um, but uh, that's um, yeah, it's exciting. I think. Hey, man, like the phone battery's going to die. I think we've just had a – that's a podcast. Is there anything oh, else yeah? you want? Yeah, man, that's a podcast. <laughs> We're Don't. doing it. We're doing it. We had – there was comedy. There was deep thinking. There was conversation. That's all we need. 45 minutes to keep it afloat. That's all we need. Perfect. Well, it's uh, – yeah, it's out there. We'll see what happens. Um, oh, actually, fuck, have you got five minutes? Because I do have something I need to talk about. Fucking oath, mate. Yeah. And ChatGBT can help with this too. Man, so I, I talked in the last potty about this camping issue of like cunts, nothing but cunts booking out 10 sites in this yeah. National Park and then like dobbing me and these other young girls in for camping when they booked out the whole place so they could have their fucking swingers camp or something by themselves. But the dobbing, it's just wrong. Like the whole system's wrong. Anyway, I thought I'd get out of this i got a fucking fine in the mail i got an actual fine and it's like through sa police and there's a fucking victims of crime levy on this fine that i'm paying it's 169 dollars or something i'm like i'm so dirty on it and uh so i'm gonna actually take the fuckers to court like i'm i'm gonna we're gonna change the booking system because it's not meant it's not fucking there so that people can book the whole thing out, so people can go camping. And, man, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm fucking – I'm this close to booking out every fucking campsite in that national park for the next um, next school holidays and just, like, no one's camping in your campsite. We're going to make a change. Like, it's not – Make it's a change. Cooked, man. Hey, mate. It's you've, cooked. You've got time. This is what – this is your – um, now that you don't have a job, you've got nothing but time. Um, you need a cause. Aaron, this is the I'm cause. Aaron Brockovich, mate. I'm Aaron Brockovich. You're Sean Doherty, Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, because it's like, I, like everyone listening to this would have used these campsites. The booking system's there for a reason, but we all know it's cheap and, oh, you can book it and not turn up. Like, that's, that's one thing. But the other thing, to be like booking whole campsites to yourself – for no re- and then dobbing in on other campers, like we want more people camping. It's just incorrect. Whether what, there's a what check-in should you be getting? What should you be getting fined for? Booking and not turning up, or the turning thing is, up I, without a booking? Should be fine. I for, shouldn't be getting a fine at all. Those cunts should be getting a fine for booking every campsite and not turning up, not using them. That's what it should be. It's like if you're not using your campsite, it gets put back into the pool, and anyone can use it that turns up. Or you get the fine for not fucking like for the fine that I'm getting, 169 bucks. You could have booked all of those campsites. It's the same price. We need to go digital. So at my work, if you book a meeting room and they're they're hard yep. to come by, but if you don't get if you don't take it in the first 10 minutes, it goes back into the pool, and then someone can just walk in there and like instantly book and go in. So it's a digital Done. system. It's like so you turn up at 10 past one. Oh, there's a booking here. No one's here. You click a button, and it's yours yep. now. That's what we yep. need. We need AI. No, Geotag arrive. And if they're like booking 10 sites, like you need to see 10 campers on it. And it's like, it could be as simple as having um, like yeah, the parking spots, you know, like the car parks that have got the little, um, well, it's like the light. It knows how long yeah. you've been parked there for. Yeah, you park over the top of it. Just like some sort of little, some sort of system that knows if you're there or not. Yeah. It's, oh, man, I'm, I'm furious. And it's, like I said, it's not the money. It's you know just what the it is. ethics of what they're doing. It's, what the same, is it? it's the same, like, mental space as people buying all the toilet paper up in in COVID. Yeah. Like, me, 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 I, I, I. Like, more, 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 mate. Yeah, fuck. Uh, nah, just, oh, yeah, it made me angry. Anyway, so, like, yeah, I'll get on the chat, GPT, and I'm going to write my... I think I might actually have to go to court. I haven't got the um, letter in the mail. Um, my mate sent it over to me. He's been checking my post. So I'll get it and I'll have a look, tick the box. But, man, this is they're not hearing the end of this. It's going to be Waz's Law or, um, yeah, going full Aaron Brockovich.
fuming. Sorry to end this on a bad note. No, no, it's all right. So, (laughs) just by the way, I've got chat GPT open. I do, and I've just wrote to it. Give us an obscure song to play at the end of our podcast. It won't need licensing. And Chat GTP has said one obscure song that you consider playing on the end of your podcast that won't require license is The Art of Walking by Pierre Ubu. It's an experimental <laughs> post-punk track from their 1980 album of the same name. While not widely known, Pierre Ubu had a devoted cult following and the music he's been described as influential in the be- development of alternative and indie rock. So that's the track we're playing, The Art of Walking by Pierre Ubu. That sounds actually sounds sick. I'm into it. Can I can I hang around and listen to it? <laughs> I can hope you can. All right. Fucking good right, chat. Drive safe, thanks mate. For, always thanks for listening, humans. We'll uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Fuck yeah. That's what we do. Good Get off the road, can't. <laughs> <laughs> Simple desires get expressed.